Here we sit enjoying the shade Hey brother, pour the wine Drink the drink that I have made Hey brother, pour the wine Good evening, happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in addition this week to the American Society of Interior Designers, ASID. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and interior design conversation. My guest tonight is Angela Parker, lead designer at Dolzel Creative Renovations, recently rebranded as Dolzel Creative Design and Build, which I should have led with, sorry. That's all right. (laughs) We're forgiven. Thank you. Uh, She's also owner of Interior Places and Spaces, LLC, past president of the ASID, People's Choice winner on numerous occasions, ASID showcase chair, just to rattle off a few of her numerous accomplishments. Angela, wow. Thank you for being on Drink in the Style. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, this is going to be absolutely wonderful. And seriously, you are such a a huge figure in the design community in Minneapolis and the ASID. I'm I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, all the things you've done and all the things that have uh, that you have going on. Wonderful. Um, Sadly, we are without our master of spirits this evening. Our good friend, Mr. Dan Newkirk, is unable to join us. So instead... I, myself, Gregory Rich, will be providing libation, which means (laughs) we will be going simple. How simple? Real simple. We're just drinking wine. (laughs) Wine is always good. Right? You can't go wrong with wine. Brett, are you a fan of wine? I don't drink it that often, but... I'm sure you picked something out nice in there. I did. I went yes. I went summery in honor of the official beginning of summer, which is this week, last week, somewhere around this point in, in time. I have selected a rosé wine, which is great for summer. And rosé, which was once kind of passé, was once kind of looked down upon, has resurged well and is now a very popular uh, type of wine. Angela, are you a fan of rosé? I like rosé. Okay, excellent. Um, so, listeners know that I am not a fan of sweet. I prefer I prefer uh, uh, dry wines. I prefer genuine alcohol that is not uh, uh, inundated with simple syrup and things. So, I have gone with uh, what I hope is a relatively dry wine. Um, however, I have to admit, I went totally commercial on this, and I chose. Cote de Roses. Has anyone heard about this wine yet? Can't say I have, no. Okay. Cote de Roses, it is is, uh, from Provence, more or less. It's a mixture of various grapes, uh, Grenache, Shiraz, and something called Sinault, Sinsault, which I don't. I don't know that grape um, that run through. But the reason I'm saying it's commercial is my own daughter, my dear, dear daughter, Sophia, age 17, who developed a little bit of a taste for uh, rosé wines when we traveled through Europe, asked me just the other day if I had seen this wine because it's all over Instagram and all the social media feeds because the bottom of the bottle is, like, textured to look like a rose. Ooh. Right? So it's a hook. It has nothing to do with the quality of the wine. I don't know what is in this bottle, but the bottom of the bottle looks like a rose, and therefore I can bring this home to Sophia and say, look, sweetie, I was actually listening to you at dinner last night. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so anyway, so a little background on rosés, by the way. Uh, a lot of folks don't know much about uh, rosé wines. Uh, it does; They do generally have a pinkish to slightly orangey color. That color is imbued by the grape skins. Um, and it depends. The depth of the wine color is based on how long the wine and the uh, and the actual grape skins blend together during the fermentation process. So, in the case of a white wine, for example, the grape skins virtually never come in contact with the wine, as I understand it. And I am not a wine expert, but uh, a red wine they will sit with the wine skins for a great deal of time, imparting a good deal of color. And with a rosé, uh, it is generally between two and twenty to twenty-four hours of steeping together, for lack of a better term. Does this sound Does this sound right to you, Angela? Sounds very accurate. <laughs> Excellent. Don't fact check me. All right. As proof of the quality of this wine, it doesn't even have a cork. It's Whoa. got a plastic <laughs> lid and a glass. Two zeros. <laughs> but we could use this for embossing your daughter's room with the rose stamp. Oh, my oh. God. Spoken like a true designer. Go. So Excellent. And well, Dad us. will do it probably half in the bag. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the wine. We can upcycle the bottle. Oh, I love it. All right. Brett has hit us with the mixing music. We are pouring wine into a stemless glass because I personally oppose stems because I they break. Them over and they break. <laughs> These are- so we are going with the Italian style, which is a uh, a stemless, uh, otherwise American style water glass. Love it. All right. Brett, we have poured this. I've got one for you. We can grab one for Excellent. you in the drink or uh, during the break. Uh, and let's sip this this highly commercialized uh, rosé wine. Good. Uh, all right. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's fairly dry. I love dry. I do too. It's not uh, it's not too, too tanniny, although you wouldn't have a problem with tannins, I think, on a rosé in general. I would actually call this fairly decent. Price, by the way, for anyone who is interested at the Cote de Roses, at uh, at uh, uh, the uh, Total Wine and Spirits, it is fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. I saw it at Target online for nine ninety nine, but you can't <laughs> buy liquor at Target, I think, in Minnesota. Can you? Yes, there's a a couple of them. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think actually oh, they yeah, just yeah. applied in Minnetonka for St. Louis Park uh, has a liquor store in there. Target. Yeah, the one by me, I think, has one, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, isn't it a separate liquor store? It is a separate. Yeah. It's not like California where you can go in with the grocery cart. And exactly. When I lived there, that's what you could do. You could buy the rosé in the cart with your groceries. And back in New York, same thing. Why not? Right? My God. Well, because alcohol is the devil's mouthwash, and we have to be protected <laughs> from it. Um, no, this is actually pretty good. I would say this is this is a, a fun rosé wine. So uh, hats off to the Cote de Roses from Gerard Bertrand, uh, which sounds made up to me, but uh, we're going to say it's decent. Quick question for you while we before we get into the interior design conversation. Angela, did you always know that you wanted to be in the interior design field? Actually, no. Really? I always was a painter. A studio arts person, and really? I always enjoyed drawing, painting, pottery, and I had the most fabulous art instructor. And so I went to studio art school for two years, and then I thought, aha, I think I want to maybe not be a teacher. And okay. I had taken some architectural classes, so I was like, oh, I want to be an architect or an interior designer. 
Really? Oh, funny. So you you had a, a certain calling at one point, and then you repositioned yourself. Well, I mean, was it was it based on just making a living, or it's just this was? It's based on. Uh, I didn't grow up saying, "Oh, I want to be an interior designer." Okay. I grew up like I I love my art. I love it's part of who I am. I draw. I paint. And I use all of that in my interior design today. It's actually one of my strengths that a lot of designers may or may not own or have, but sketching is how I communicate. That's, it's all about self-expression. All right, we're going to dive into it in just a moment. Stick with us, and we'll be back in a second. It's the tenth time you've heard it. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design. I have a philosophy. Furniture should be beautiful, but if it's not comfortable, it's not much use to anyone. That's why at Habitation, we work hard to make sure that the furniture we sell is stylish and functional. Unique and useful. What more can you ask for? Habitation Furnishing and Design 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. You make me feel so young. You make me feel so spring has sprung. And every time I see you grin, I'm such a happy individual. The more Welcome back to Drink in the Style, a one-hour conversation about art, architecture, design, and pretty much anything else aesthetic. And this is an American Society of Interior Designers episode, a chance for us to explore the ASID vision statement, Design Impacts Lives, talk with ASID certified designers, and uh, really find out what is going on from the pros. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and my guest this week is Angela Parker from Dolzel Creative Renovations and Interior Places and Spaces. Um, <laughs> welcome, Angela. I'm sorry I keep forgetting to call the the new name Dolzel Creative Design and Build. That's okay. We are just rebranding with a female contractor. Jessica is the daughter of David, so we are transitioning into a new next generation women-owned company. Oh, good for you. That's it's fantastic. So exciting. And especially in this industry, women in the renovation business. We always get treated differently. Do People you? Are, they come out and they're like, who's the builder? And then suddenly? And just says, I'm the builder. Who's the builder? I'm the builder. And then finally it sinks in that Jessica and Angela are running the show. We do a great job. Oh, I bet you do. We're I mean, better at cleanup. We have more attention to detail. And I, it's in our blood. We love construction. You know what? And you've got to be twice as good. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're in a male-dominated industry and you're a female, you've got to really know your stuff. You've got to be able to call we, things we, what they we are. We kick butt. We are really good about uh, getting it done and moving forward. We love our current project on Lake George where we demoed the house. 
mm-hmm. and uh, the house is emerging as we speak. I love it. All right. Well, let's. Uh, you've opened the door beautifully on that. The house on Lake George. So this is a large-scale renovation that you're doing? It's a whole house. So basically, we decapitated the house. So the house is removed from the block. We added two courses of block, um, cantilevered the front towards the lake two feet, um, bumped it out another six feet. We added a very luxurious garage because every man needs his man cave. The wife gets her kitchen. I love that branding concept, by the way. A chance for women to send you to the garage. (laughs) Get out of here and go into the garage. It's a man cave. You love it there. Don't you want to go to your man cave? Well, and we have an upper and lower level. So the lower level is more masculine. In the garage? No, no. In the house. uh, Because you just hit some pay dirt on that. (laughs) A two-story garage? It's beautiful. The garage is nice. And and it's, you know, he had a one-car garage, and it was loaded. So the owners are super fabulous. Um, We're in the middle of electrical, plumbing, rough-ins, and the house is just emerging. I love it when um, it—I designed it with an architect, so it's really— Absolutely um, exciting to see it come up from the earth, and I think that houses are living um, properties. They they breathe, and so it's just really the house is happy. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, houses do have an energy about they them. They do. I don't understand why people find that to be so um, so silly when you talk about the energy of an inanimate, an inanimate object. I mean, Einstein taught us through mathematics that everything is energy. This table is energy. Yes. The microphone is energy. You and I are energy. And energy has an effect on the surround the things that surround it. So well, why is it strange? Well, and wood is living, breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was once alive and it still has, it still changes and grows. And as builders, we need to know that houses move and shift and... We need to keep them healthy. Let's take it back a step. So you said, so first of all, I like that term. You said you decapitated the house. (laughs) I shouldn't call it that because the owner was ready. She was like, oh, I was ready to, um, I was done with this house 10 years ago. So it just took her meeting us Mm -hmm. and we designed it for over a year Mm -hmm. and then um, met with the lumberyard, met with the architect, and then we just cut it off and start over. So that means, so you took it basically off its foundation and raised it up. Is, oh, the, oh the, the front, the first house is gone. So oh, it is? It's okay. in the graveyard. Okay. Yes. So then you just, did you use the existing foundation? That, yes. The, the foundation was structurally sound. It was built in the 1950s. So we had really good um, construction materials back then, good bones. Mm-hmm. So we just reinforced the block work. Um, added some nice beams, and and then the new house will just sit on top of that. That's 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 absolutely wonderful. I mean, and and the thinking behind that was again, this foundation is quality, solid, and usable. Therefore, we will just not wipe it away. We will build with what we've got that's already solid. Yes. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And then, what materials did you use for the remainder of the house? Did you keep it kind of authentic or or true to the, what was had been there in that era, or is this a completely new feel and look? So this home is a lake home, so it's comfortable, it's ease of living. Um, they have grandkids, so um, the view of the lake is 
utmost. Mm -hmm. um, it's encapsulated, so it'll be cozy. It has two fireplaces, mm -hmm. um, bathroom for the kids, so you can run in off the beach, go to the bathroom, and run back out. Lower level bar, so if you need water, um, you need to wash your hands. And then upstairs is for entertaining and the owners. Oh, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. So, well, you, you had me at – there's a bar <laughs> downstairs, by the way. Nicely done. But planning ahead is absolutely key and, and talking about that. So when they met with you and you, you were doing the renovation uh, uh, project and starting from scratch, how much of, of their desires did you take into account versus your saying, have you considered this? Have you considered the lower-level bathroom, things like that? So the owners had a very specific – wants and needs mm -hmm. list, and we met all of those. Okay. So we had probably 40 revisions mm -hmm. before we went to the architect, and once we had it drawn, it was they're very um, adamant about what they want, low maintenance, uh, view of the lake. The street side is the lower profile, so it looks understated when you drive by, but coming up from the boat, Good which is critical of lakeshore property that – you have this amazing view. Mm -hmm. It's got Versetta Stone, um, LP Smart Siding, Marvin I, Windows. I'm not familiar. What is LP Smart Siding? It's a wonderful product similar to um, Hardy Board, so you don't have to paint it. It's, so it's a cement product? It's not cement. Okay. It's an engineered fiberboard. Okay. So the woodpeckers hate it, <laughs> which is critical yes. if you have any um, – Especially in, in that part of the state where there are tons of woodpeckers. Yeah. I mean, anything around the lake is going to somehow attract these these little guys. Well, there's nothing more annoying than a woodpecker <laughs> hammering on your bathroom window at 5 in the morning. So LP Smart warranties against that. They warranty against woodpeckers? Yes. Oh, that's really helpful. <laughs> and then they have a 50-year warranty as well. Really? So we love their product. It's used all over uh, the United States for building. So how long has the entire project taken? What was your time frame and your scope to begin with? So we expected to be uh, in the ground last fall. Okay. Uh, however, with um, variances and meeting with the city and oh, don't the homeowner <laughs> changing their mind, I hope they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's better to do it well than to do it fast, especially on something like that. And if their concepts evolve and they change their opinions, so be it, as long as they understand that changes take time, right? So one year of design and then six months of construction. Fantastic. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about interior places and spaces, continuing our conversation with Angela Parker. Stick with us. Because that's the night friends come to call. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself, but still works every day. 
So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. It happened in Monterey a long time ago. I met her in Monterey in old Mexico. Stars and still guitars and luscious lips. Welcome back to Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. on AM 950 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And available anytime as a stream or podcast, visit AM950 Radio, and 950 are the numbers, by the way, dot com, uh, or drinkinthestyle.com anytime, and you can hear this and previous shows. Angela Parker. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> by the way, thanks for the kind words on the, on the uh, Sinatra. Don't you oh, just... I just love good music. I know, right? And... Frank Sinatra, I really, I, I, I mix the up king. the music, but honestly, I could just, you know, maybe someday, maybe for 2020, I should just do like an anthology of Sinatra songs. It would make my job you easier. You could do every Sinatra song throughout 2020. I kind of like that. Should we do that? Yeah. You Fight can find them all, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got to start around 1940. The 30s stuff and the really early stuff, I'm not a fan of, but... You know, basically when he started to settle into himself and develop his own particular sound and got away from just the standard crooning, oh, he took off. And him and Lady Gaga. <laughs> him and Lady Gaga? Yes. What do you mean? They did a song together. Sinatra? Yes. You sure you're not thinking of Tony Bennett? Oh, I'm thinking of Tony Bennett. You're thinking of Tony Bennett. Sorry. They did a whole album, but it's a good album, actually. It's a big fan. I sent, uh, I sent it to my father, Dick Rich in Buffalo, New York. Hi, Dad. He doesn't listen to the show either. <laughs> Gets tired of hearing me chatter. All right, let's talk about some more interior design. We've been talking about re- uh, about renovation with uh, with Dozel Creative Design and Build. Is that right? Yes, that's our new brand, and I'm a lead designer with them. Which is excellent. Dozel, D O L E Z A L, spelled like Dole, as in the Dole Pineapple family. And we were talking before the show about the history of the Dole family, which is an interesting sidetrack. The Dole family started out as uh, as missionaries to Hawaii and found that they could export fruit and make huge, huge profits. So it's been said that they went to Hawaii to do good and they wound up doing well, which I think is beautiful. The pineapple is a symbol of happiness as well. It is the mm-hmm. symbol of happiness and welcoming. And welcoming. Absolutely true. But Dolzel is not everything you're doing. You're not just renovations. You're also interior design, and you have your own interior design practice, uh, interior places and spaces, correct? Yes. 
and uh, and uh, you have done work residential, some commercial. In fact, we were talking about a project that you guys did in the multifamily space, right? Yes, we recently worked on the Market House condominiums, which is right next to the St. Paul Saints Stadium. So if you're an owner in that building, you look out onto the St. Paul Saints game. But we redesigned their lobby area. Um, all of their commons areas, and did some wonderful lighting for them. Interesting. And do you find a, a big difference between doing kind of multifamily and single residence, or are you applying the same principles? So it's always good design. But with uh, market house condominiums, you're working with a board. Mm-hmm. So you're working with many people, which sometimes scares Designers, especially young designers. It can be very, designers. very difficult because everyone has an opinion and an agenda. Right. So I need to make everyone happy, which as a middle child, I guess, you know, I kind of <laughs> had a lot of growing up that way. But so we just know that it takes more time, mm-hmm. one to three years as far as planning and meetings and variances. and. That's but a- in the end, it's always amazing. That's a big deal. And working through that, can I ask, can we dive into the details? Because we've done, you know, we talked about, you know, some of the projects that Habitation has done in the multifamily space. And uh, over in St. Paul, I, one of my favorite projects ever was Custom House. Are you familiar with? I'm not. Custom House is uh, Herb Towsley was the developer. And uh, they repurposed the turn of the 20th century uh, U.S. Post Office on the Mississippi and turned it into condominiums. Oh, beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, although it was being developed, so we weren't dealing with uh, condo boards at the time, we have done other projects with condo boards, and it can be extremely, extremely challenging. So let me ask you. So let's talk about how you broke this project down. Were there multiple designers bidding on this particular project? Did you – how did it – Break this out. is really um, great. So um, Emily found me on Facebook okay. because I have worked on Brookside condominiums, the Lantern condominiums. So I have this. So you're an expert. You know how I to have negotiate these waters. Bad background of working on <laughs> properties that need some new life. I don't know why it's in my bones. Okay, but you're she, just glutton she, for punishment. I am. I think <laughs> <laughs> she cold called me, and I'm like, yeah, I, I would love to work on this millinery, this building from the 1800s, and it was hideous. It was had 80s um, colors. It was The carpet was shredded. There was a lot of pet owners mm-hmm. in the building, so it was really wonderful to um, cover up all the oak and put in some beautiful herringbone porcelain tile that's resilient to mud and traffic and doggy doo-doo so that it's just, you know, people, you know, the traffic is immense there. So shutting down the elevator, trying to work around um, people coming and going. Um, how many how many units are there in the building? I'm not sure. Maybe 30. Okay. So the, the, the upper floors are wonderful. There's a couple penthouses up there that are super nice and then some mid-range. So okay. I don't know the exact number. But still, it kind of a, a small to mid-sized yeah. building. But I love that it was. It had these beautiful beams. And it used to be a millinery, so we wanted to save the integrity of that. So, it, you know, 15-foot ceilings, hmm. uh, great uh, bones. See, now, all right. So, that's, so you said something really interesting. So the they redid it in the 80s, and you had to kind of undo. Uh, we undid what they did in the 80s. I mean, 
What, how did that happen? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, in previous times, the 70s, the 80s in particular, 60s, 70s, and 80s, it seems as though everyone tried to just throw away what had been there previously and make everything what was at the time considered to be new. Whereas now what you're talking about and what the trend is and hopefully will stay is trying to be true to the original concept. And that's, that's sort of how I've always designed so if you have a 1920s stucco house, I want the interior to reflect that. And so that's been part of my architectural background that, mm-hmm. yes, let's make the outside look like the inside. So really, let's not do any fake, you know, carpeting that doesn't work or let's mm-hmm. make it. It's about consistency and being true to the, the original concept that was Yeah, and then lifetime design. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. So really designing for um, that it always will look beautiful. So let's use hardwood floors, which are healthy. Mm-hmm. Let's um, have some great beams that um, that are actually structural. Mm-hmm. That's holding the building up. Let's right. keep the brick. Right. The brick is um, redstone. We actually redid the, the street side, too, because they had some granite that was cracking. So we put in a travertine. Um, that match the red brick on the outside. So it's really? always about integrity and... The, Authenticity. Yeah. The building speaks to me as far as, you know, if it's Richardson, Romanesque, or... Oh, it's beautiful. Do you have pictures of the project on your Facebook page? Or? I should. <laughs> you will by the time this goes live I will. on the air. I, I will. <laughs> and she found you on Facebook, by the way. So we right. should just plug. What's, the, what's your Facebook handle or whatever you call that? Um, it's Interior Places and Spaces. And I have a, I'm upgrading my Facebook page so that you can see some of my current work. Excellent. All right. Let's talk about the Showcase Home because you have been extremely involved in the ASID Showcase Home projects for a number of years. Just a few. My <laughs> first like my first ASID Showcase Home was in 2000 and it was on Lake of the Isles, a Victorian bluestone and I was a new designer. So they put me outside. I was a young designer. And I'm like, you get to do the pool. You get to be outside in the rain. I get the shed. But I did a fabulous job. So then I got to move inside. And now I have been chair of the showcase committee. We did a wonderful home on Bones Point two years ago. Okay. And that was a fabulous owner's suite. I won an award for that. Congratulations. Wonderful. So the showcase homes, for listeners who are not familiar, and a lot of folks can be kind of intimidated by the showcase home concept. 101 it. It is it is a, a showcase for designers who are ASID certified. How does it how does it work? So we interview homeowners and we like to look for properties that are historic. We're actually looking for a property for 2020 right now. So we prefer Lake of the Isles, Lake Harriet, Lake Calhoun, Wyzetta Bay, and we like to also work in St. Paul. So we try to move around the metro. Area And what we do is we feature the best design. Mm -hmm. So if Holly Hunt is one of our partners and we feature her new wall coverings, um, we work with the trades, we work with Warner Stallion, we work with – so that you have the sweetest appliances. So it's really about showcasing what's hot. Mm Mm-hmm. And then also we give back to the community. So a portion of our fundraising will go to the Junior League or 
uh, Jeremiah Project, or so we always pick a nonprofit. Because there is admission. There's to go a see the admission to see it, mm-hmm. and then we have a a media partner that will sponsor it. And then you usually break down. You know, a designer will get a certain space, a certain room, and they yeah. can get to demonstrate their design. How do you coordinate to make sure there's a cohesive? So we have a committee of eight to twelve designers, okay. seasons that have worked on the properties before. And then we meet with the homeowner and the builder. And so we send it out to our community where it's bid. We we highly encourage our young emerging professionals mm-hmm. to be involved. And so it's a, a point system. Mm-hmm. So if you have more points, you're awarded the kitchen. And then we like to team up. How do you win the points? So it's based on your volunteerism and oh, your nice. if you're certified or not. So a student would have less points than emerging professional than and if you've been president then you you get more points. <laughs> and you get to, to move out of <laughs> and the then you pool get to, area. You get to do the owner's suite. I designed uh, Dan Butner's of uh, the blue zones. I did his home on Lake of the Isles. Really? And that was very wonderful, too. And what about 2019's showcase? We did not have one this year. Really? We didn't do a ASM? No, we didn't. We uh, had one on the docket, but the builder in the – it's in the progress. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's, it's it's a breather. So 2020, you're looking at it. As soon as we get to break, I'm going to tell you about a house that – All right. So you have a lead for us. <laughs> I do have a lead. And, of course, it's self-serving. <laughs> so many things often are for me. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's totally cool. Um, we're going to uh, – we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk a little bit more about the American Society of Interior Designers. We're going to delve a little bit more into uh, the new branding and the new location for interior places and spaces that uh, is on the agenda. So uh, everybody, pour yourself a fresh glass of wine. I'm encouraging this Cote de Roses, even though it is machine-harvested grapes. which is the worst thing ever. But the wine turned out pretty good. So uh, freshen up and join us back here in just a couple of minutes. I want to lose them Take my arms I'll never use them Habitation Furnishing and Design is simply the best furniture design studio in the Twin Cities. What is a furniture design studio? It's a place where you'll find professional interior designers who are there to help you select the perfect furniture, a single sofa or an entire home. Our designers love making spaces exceptional. When you're shopping for furniture, it makes sense to talk to a professional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? 
it means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself, but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. I like New York in June. How about you? I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I love a fire. Excuse me, Mr. Sinatra. I have to welcome people back to drink in the style. We've been speaking with Angela Parker. Miss Parker, what's the best way for people to learn more about you and your practice? The best way to learn about myself and my practice is through asidmn.org, where you can see my professional profile page with some of my recent work. Otherwise, stop into my new office at the International Market Center, and it's Suite 564. Which is fantastic. You just moved in. IMS is beautiful. Everybody, it's the Designer Hub Central. Um, tell me about the space. Is it, is it? So I'm at the IMS probably three or four days a week, and okay. I, I've always wanted to be there, but didn't. So my girlfriend and fellow designer, Jennifer, has been inviting me to join her showroom, Design Studio, which is a group of women that have their own uh, businesses there. So I decided to take that leap on June 1st. And now I have a beautiful office where we have a wonderful view um, of the atrium and the beautiful skylights. It's absolutely, and the convenience. So if you need professional artwork or furniture, we can just, I can just walk down the hall and select it and write you up in order. It's a very cool space. And a lot of people can be intimidated by it because there was a period in time when IMS was exclusive to designers. You had to be a designer to go in the building. Yes, it was very frightful. I remember as a student that I was afraid of the IMS. Mm -hmm. And some showrooms were a little um, not so welcoming to students. Mm -hmm. And then there were those that welcomed you with open arms. And those are the ones that I work with to this day. Mm -hmm. Let's invite our future. And, and once you've made that pathway into the showrooms, they really are just people like us. And they have absolutely wonderful product. And we're very lucky in Minneapolis to have that. The next nearest showroom will be Chicago, mm-hmm. Atlanta, or New York. So we're very spoiled mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it great is design. true. It's, it's a, a great place for people to go and kind of get a sense of, of, you know, what's out there in the design world and talk to some really talented designers and some suppliers. And again, it is open to the public. You're encouraged to come in and wander around. It's also a great restaurant that's yeah. uh, yep. in there, so you can grab a quick lunch. Uh, so the first floor is open to the public. In mm-hmm. order to get up on the other floors, you would need a designer to take mm-hmm. you in those. Right, right. Which I'd be more than happy to <laughs> just, invite you up there for that. Excellent. She will, <laughs> Angela will just come right down and give you a quick tour of the space and uh, and show you everything that can be that can be found. You know, it 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 is uh, also, by the way, the uh, the head offices of the Minnesota chapter of the American yes. Society of Interior Designers. We're very fortunate as a chapter to have a national um, our um, headquarters mm-hmm. is on the main floor. We've had that suite for twenty years. It's 
I did the artwork in there. So it's absolutely um, a good stomping ground for anybody looking for a designer. Um, a lot of chapters don't have their own admin in their off and office, but we in Minnesota are very fortunate. We to do, have with Brianne, uh, Brianna. Brianna, is thank you. Great, absolutely wonderful. And they also have. We just installed the the screen that that loops the videos of the sponsors. Have you caught that yet? Yes, the the sponsors for ASID. We appreciate them so very much. I'm a sponsor. Oh, you're a sponsor. <laughs> I didn't know that. So you can watch me as it loops. Oh, we across. love our sponsors. They help us. They help us thrive. They really do. It's uh, it is it's all about creating community, and it's all about working together. It, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's such a great design community in Minneapolis too. We're so fortunate. I agree. A couple of jerks, but you know. <laughs> We just run the other way when we, we see them. But everyone is, and everyone is also largely invested in the ASID initiative, which is Design Impacts Lives, right? That is our national um, headquarters out of Washington, D.C. That's our national um, tagline for 2020, and we're also looking at health and wellness. So design really does impact your life. So we encourage um, all people to hire designers when they're working on their corporate offices, their homes. Um, we do save you money, and we do create healthy living spaces. It, it's absolutely true because, again, you know, throwing together just a particular space, I mean, remember the giant feng shui movement of the early 2000s and late 1990s, which was just an acknowledgement that where you put things and how you lay space out is going to impact you in one form or another. And whether it's, you know, some kind of Asian concept that, you know, is semi-religious or semi-spiritual, I should say, or whether it's just an understanding of how the flow of a space is going to impact you, it does matter. It does. And th and that's energy that um, you bring home. So if, you're, if you have a great break room, which I've designed for a lot of my doctor's offices, the employees are happier. They stay there longer because they have a good place mm -hmm. to go have lunch and relax. And then they can go out and clean your teeth and be happy and <laughs> <laughs> away you go Not, uh... <laughs> it's uh no i mean and, and all, professional space is true i mean although i love that if you make a nice space your people work longer and harder is less turnover <laughs> i mean why not and it's true impacts lives especially business owners like myself if or, you like being there you'll stay longer well because you're in your work environment 10 or 12 hours a day mm -hmm. so let's get an ergonomically correct chair mm -hmm. so you won't have uh back issues mm -hmm. and especially get the desk at the right height so if you like to stand and work or if you want to sit you know let's get that mobile um mm. task right it is it is key i'm not a huge fan of the standing workspaces to be honest with you i like the concept of designing a space where you have movement yeah but you know, ask any Target cashier how much they like their standing work no, environment. They, <laughs> you need, those need to be overhauled. They really do. They do. They do. And yeah. it comes down to a, a matter of creating a space where there is movement. You're not right. sitting in your in your cube for eight hours a day, never having a reason or an impetus to get up and move around. But conversely, you know, if you don't give people a place to take a load off, as we used to say in the day, um, you know, you're not going to, to have people that are willing to, you know, be there as long as sometimes the job calls for it, right? Well, and a lot of times we're more mobile now. So working from home and then having those mobile sharing offices. So it's really not the cube anymore. Yeah. It's a table where you plug and play, even in your home, where you have the opportunity to plug and charge. 
all of your mobile equipment and then put it away. You know, put it in the drawer, spend some family time. Uh, don't have it constantly beckoning to you. Right. Set up a space where you have access to what needs to be done, but also the ability to step away from yeah. it. And that's all about design. It's, it's about totally the space. shut the door and have some privacy. Yeah, we see a lot of um, redesigning of the bathrooms as well so that you have that luxury spa, whether it's a steam shower, soaking tub, vanity to put your makeup on. So everything is really catered to the customer. Mm-hmm. And it and is key. You know, another thing about the standing workspace, which is so funny, that comes to mind every now and then, this keeps coming back to mind. I supported a Kickstarter like four or five years ago for a company called The Lean Desk. Have you ever heard of this by I any have chance? Not. Did it not make it? I don't know. Every now and then I get an email from these people like every like five months telling me that my lean desk is on its way or they're very <laughs> close to almost having the lean desk ready. Mm. But it, it's basically it's it's imagine like a, a board or a sitting area that's at like a 30 degree angle so you can lean and then a desk that swings in front of you. So you can kind of be standing, so you can stretch out, but you can also not have all your weight necessarily on you. It's a great concept. I thought yeah. this was a, a kind of a brilliant idea. But for whatever reason, the lean desk people have never been able to produce it. But I know they're still in there swinging. Wow. Every now and then I'm told my lean desk is it's coming. coming. <laughs> what about, you know, you talked about you talked about students, and that is a huge part of, of ASID in general. And you were a student mentor. I was a student mentor and also faculty at the Art Institute International, so taught design for seven years. Really? And also um, believe in mentoring emerging professionals, whether they're a student or maybe it's their second career. Maybe they come out of nursing and they're into design, but I believe in empowering women and new entrepreneurs because somebody helped me once when I was starting out. So I believe in paying it forward that way. Good for you, 100%. How do you see the ASID itself benefiting, you know, young people coming into the industry? Well, ASID is definitely will provide you with the opportunity to network, mm -hmm. uh, classes. Um, if you join our committees or our boards, they offer professional training on speaking, on contracts, on how to develop business law. So there's great opportunity there for anybody new in the industry. Mm -hmm. And the key is to volunteer and come to our programs. We had our last event at the Walker, mm -hmm. which was absolutely phenomenal event. Mm -hmm. It was uh, it was there. We had a table set up, I believe. Yes. Uh, but I was not there because I was in where was I? I was in Arizona, actually, helping my dad out. We had 15 sponsors there, and those would be our tradespeople that um, we purchased from, which would include your firm. Habitation okay. Furnishing and Design, located <laughs> at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Thank you. Which I is my, my hometown as well. So not my hometown, but that's where I've resided for 30 years. Don't start me on St. Louis Park, Brad. Are you, do you have, are you ready with the bump oh, for the we're beeping? Going back there, yep. <laughs> we are beeping St. Louis Park. Why? Oh, St. Louis Park is the worst place in the world to do business. And for the love of God, if you have any sense in your in in your head whatsoever, do not try to open a business in St. Louis Park. But that's for a different show, which is forthcoming. Um, <laughs> well, the Walker was amazing. We had a great. Uh, out-of-town speaker that was how to grow your business and 
how to make things happen, which is why I moved to the IMS. So it's which, just good. And I won a prize there, too. So that was even better. How, what prize? You win? Do you, do, you, do you just, like, have a trophy wall I, across the I entire back room? I know my mom says room? I'm just lucky. <laughs> my dad says I, he was lucky, too. So I love it. Put it out there and... Oh, there it is, my friends. Uh, we have drunk our way through yet another episode. I would like to thank Angela Parker from Places and Spaces, as well as Dolzol Creative. Thank you, Angela, for being a guest on the show. Uh, and I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And if I may quote the 13th century Persian poet Rumi, in life, many demolitions are actually renovations. That's good luck, so everybody. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.